0: Welcome to episode number seventeen. Can you guys believe that
1: we're 17? Okay. We're 17 again.
2: What's brewing this?
3: I'm Shelly. I'm Bianca and I'm Deanna. And here we come together to serve the brew. it, And serve it up. <laughs> so guys, last episode.
0: Oh, what 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 happened on last episode? Lots of things happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I we discussed
2: so. love is blind, yes. or is it, or, or not? <laughs> that was a fun
0: episode. Yeah,
2: I think we came to the consensus that love is a choice and not necessarily blind. oh that's
0: Interesting. Look. Yeah, yeah I, love is definitely a choice. Choose love, though.
2: Yeah, choose <laughs> yeah. yeah, like love. It, it is a choice. Yeah. So that that was really fun to talk about in that show too, mm-hmm. and. um
0: bought up a lot of old stuff too yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of dates that i've been on in the past you know i was thinking too about like the short thing I'm like, <laughs> I think I've seen. Like, I did go out on a date with this guy one time, and he had a pillow. Also, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a pillow. There was a pillow there. So
2: we must make some disclaimers for this episode. There's nothing wrong with people who so sit on pillows in the car, and also rest in peace to the queen. Uh,
3: yes,
0: yeah, queen
3: Elizabeth. Absolutely. <laughs> And I'll live between my teeth. Long
0: live Queen So sorry.
2: You're <laughs> but, uh, so this episode, uh, we are coming together to discuss change. Yes. So change could be many things: changing your life, your relationship, your finances, mm-hmm. just change in general. And it's a good topic because we're in that season right now where yeah. we're changing from summer to fall.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, have you guys done any change things recently? I mean for me, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll kick it off. So okay. I recently like cleaned out my garage. So yeah. I'm like I'm gonna get rid of all the clutter and then they started me going through things in here, like, you know, I'm just gonna change around some things in here. I feel like once I declutter it kinda declutters my mind my spirit Mm -hmm. and you know makes me able to like function a little bit better so yeah um, I think that's a good a good thing for you know if you're into it to definitely declutter and change your spirit that way
0: yeah I remember when you called me last week and you said that you were cleaning your uh, I called you or whatever right when you were cleaning your your garage and I was like oh I'm gonna do something too I'm gonna throw some stuff away and throwing things away is so (laughs) freeing like it's just Clear to mind, but one thing that I did do um, to change is I joined a cycling class. So oh, I want to get my yeah. help together and you know be a bad chick out here. So <laughs> I, um, I decided to start my transformation process, of which that I am uh, removing and taking, you know, starting to get my workout back on. Okay, what well, about you, DM?
3: Well, one change that has happened in, just in my household in general my oldest son and my nephew um they moved out got their own place and i'm Ooh. like <laughs> changing the bedroom into an office okay. and getting rid of some stuff um my husband like nearly gave them everything in our house <laughs> to like get them set up but I, some stuff i was resistant to like no they can go get really? stuff. So, yeah but i'm like okay well if he gives them all our stuff i guess that's
1: a reason for
3: me to shop for new stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, all right. So we have a special guest this week.
0: Yes. Um, one we've been waiting on.
2: Very <laughs> much so waiting on. Um <laughs> uh, without further ado, we are gonna bring up should we call him Pastor Love, Pastor Henderson?
1: Hi, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Louis. How are you
4: today? Well, I'm doing great. Now, uh, as uh, Shelly is expecting me to say, if I was doing if I was doing any better, I would scare myself. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was definitely expecting you to say. See,
0: if you don't say that, I'll worry.
4: You're right. Oh, well, there's no need to worry. I am doing amazing this morning. It is a beautiful day. And uh, I am excited to be on this, Brock, this podcast, to talk about change. And uh, I'm just happy to be with you guys today. Yes, we are so glad that you
0: are here. You yes. Well,
4: listen, I am here. I'm <laughs> present. Hey, you know when, you, you know when you, you know when you was in school, and um, you know the first day of school or what happened. So, <laughs> I, I am <laughs> we might we might need you to pull over
0: and and get somebody's good wi-fi <laughs> I,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm about to pull over you give me two minutes i'll be pulling over okay perfect
0: yes and we want you to drive safe i, I see you and
4: get my message about your seat though i actually did <laughs> i just sometimes forgets but
1: Duty calls.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> so
1: when we get started,
2: we always try to start with some icebreakers. So okay. uh, a question to get the, the party going. So let's start with this. One thing that you would like to do within the next year that you have not done before.
4: One thing I would like to do, uh, be a billionaire. I would love that. <laughs> never <a> millionaire
1: before. <laughs> I've
4: never I've never had a billion dollars before and I think um, that would be something that really, 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 really makes me happy. But on a, a more commerce side, one thing that I would like to do within the next year I so I love growth, right? And so mm-hmm. there's somebody that uh, the world knows that I've watched and learned from for years, but I never seen them in person. And I was going to go see them this year, November third through the sixth.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, but the tickets are sold out already. Wow. When I found out about it, but uh, Tony Robbins, he has okay. uh, he has this uh, event called Date with Destiny. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to be in a room. With that type of energy, with um, the world renowned right Tony Robbins. <laughs> and that's one thing I would like to do within the next 12 months.
2: Okay. That's interesting. So I think for me, uh, well, one would be to cut the ribbon <laughs> and open our doors, but also uh, an a international travel trip. I haven't traveled, in, I mean, I've been to
1: mexico but i don't really consider it <laughs> i
2: definitely want to travel internationally
0: okay. what's the
1: question <laughs> <laughs>
2: one thing you would like to do within the next year that you have not done before
0: oh i uh, definitely open the business i think um becoming an entrepreneur has like the dream has more so changed to where i feel like this is my true destiny this is where i really should be And I think God has given me all these signs to say, keep moving, keep pushing forward Mm -hmm. to get there. Um, So that cutting that ribbon, I think, will be, I'll I'll be crying all day.
3: And she's trying to call me the cry,
0: baby. Right. I I, I have contained my (laughs) cries. I try not to cry as often as I normally do, but, you
3: know. So, yeah, I would like to see us open up Cafe Coco Latte as well. Um, but I think that's like easy button.
2: That's happening.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's happening. So, um, I also I need to take my trip to Kenya because I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two things.
1: That's
0: good. Okay, I yeah. trip to Africa is big.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, where do you find inspirational motivation?
4: Well, uh, there are so many. Um, I mean, this this generation, this age. I mean, I mean, far as YouTube, as far as uh, I have like some authors that I just love. Of course, yeah. I'm a life coach trainer, John Mikesville University. So, you know, John has 81 books. You know what I mean? So, I love to read his books. I'll throw something out there to you guys that you know you might want to take a look at at time. Books like uh, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, uh, Every entrepreneur should definitely read that book uh my favorite my favorite top
0: uh
2: oh, we lost you there well where yeah. do you guys
0: find
1: inspiration motivation yeah, where do i god i feel like i need I it, need
4: it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh people like jim Ron, tony robbins John Maxwell, Les Brown, Deanna. (laughs) And uh, so I listen to, you know, podcasts. I listen to audios uh, daily because I I understand that uh, growth is the only thing that makes tomorrow better. And because I'm excited, I'm motivated uh, to grow. Because I know that growth is the only thing that will make tomorrow better. So I find inspiration, uh, audios, books. And then I love to watch people who who are doing amazing things. Now, Mm -hmm. the Bible actually says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So I like to link up, follow, and watch people who are doing amazing things. And I try to learn because success leaves clues. And so if you want to be successful and you want to do something great, all you got to do is just keep your eyes on people who are doing great things. And success has a way of leaving clues, dropping nuggets so that you can tap into them. And so I find inspiration from those type of people and then people uh, that I look up to that I've been watching for years. And uh, I found myself very easily inspired by people who are doing amazing things.
2: That's fact. I think same thing for me. I'm inspired by others. So I get to see firsthand you, uh, like, cutting ribbons every other month. Yeah. <laughs> Lester is out here doing big things. You know, y'all were watching. Uh, we were watching your Thursday service.
1: Uh that Thursday service. Thursday. You got to sit that
2: hollering. <laughs> so, yes. We were checking that out. You know, you get to see real life people who are examples, and I think that's a great thing. For and we want to be that at some point for other youth in Maywood to say, "Hey, we this is us. This is Maywood. This is what it looks like." Yeah, can inspire you know other people from our area to do the same big things. But um, so that seeing real life people. Also, I watch podcasts, and you kind of got me watching. um, We just read this book. What's his
4: Michael name? Ty. Michael Tyre. Yes. So I'll watch some Michael Tyre clips on YouTube. Oh, he's great, man. That that uh Crazy Faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started the year off um, this year uh preaching Crazy Faith and uh through prayer, I'm gonna end this year uh preaching the same thing. So right after this prayer message, I'm doing I'm going right back to Crazy Faith.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm definitely
2: yeah. gonna swing by and check that out because I, I I love it.
4: Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be fire. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that that message, I think, was one thing that got us um, connected. Um, yeah. And even before that, I think just for sure, like just re- reiterate what Bianca was saying. You know, you um, you are an example. So I'm surprised that you aren't one of your you know your own motivation to um, yeah. inspire and help so many other people, but um you know watching a video of you uh just sit in your car and talk is so inspiring mm-hmm. so you've definitely yeah. become that um uh, in my life for me so thank you and oh, i would <laughs> and i would definitely say um i think some of the motivation has to be like it coming from yourself yeah you know it has to self-motivation because um when it's quiet and you're alone and you got you know your internet ain't working like internet. <laughs> <laughs> my internet's off right now because um uh, i need a new motivation <laughs> but um,
1: with that,
0: you gotta you gotta kind of dive into yourself so sometimes just like taking a, a ride by yourself and just you know reminding yourself of things that you want to do um sometimes is my motivation
1: all right i love that
3: um likewise i'm I'm also motivated by watching others and seeing what other people are doing and being around amazing people including lawrence i do i can remember (laughs) back to when there was just one rubies the growth of the rubies franchise has been amazing um and just being a part of this thing we call life is motivation to me there's so many you know layers and aspects to it i'm motivated and inspired by people young and old you know yeah. the uh, the the pureness of a young person who's just mm-hmm. like really you know full steam ahead with no cares and worries they haven't been you know shaped by events in life and they're just like optimistic about everything mm-hmm. is inspirational yeah to me. Yeah. As well as people who are more seasoned and, you know, maybe getting closer to the final stages of life, but that still see the beauty of it and, and you know, appreciate what the younger generation is doing. All those things are. I love that.
2: Um, yeah. 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 Definitely the younger generation. I, I want to add that too because they just out here like, okay, that's I'm going to figure out a shit about <laughs> this shit. Like, my son is a gamer, right? He's Like, um, he got ads now where he can monetize from it. And I'm like, okay, they're just going to figure out some other stream of revenue that was not in our realm. For us, it was like, okay, graduate, get a job. We're going to college, get a job. They're like, and stay there there until you retire. So (laughs) for them, they're like, no, we are going to do something else. I'm going to do this. My son is like he wants to get into real estate and do all these different things. And I'm like, yeah, well, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so, I'm just coming kind of along for the ride. So we're gonna get into change. Before we do that, let's introduce you to our audience. Tell us about yourself.
4: Oh well, I mean that's pretty easy. I'm kind of used to doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm a. Pastor Lawrence, I'm pastor a uh, church on Chicago's west side of Chicago. The west side is the best side. Uh, <laughs> Kingdom, Kingdom Citizens International Ministries. I've been in ministry now for over 20 years. Pastor right now for about 13 years in the city of Chicago. Uh, entrepreneur. I uh, have an entrepreneur background because of my dad. Uh, my real profession was in the produce business, to actually be honest. That's where I got my, root, my roots and my training uh, from, but been in the restaurant business, owner of Ruby Soul Food, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee, and as well as here and the great state of Illinois and the South Suburbs, city of Chicago, uh, looking to continue to expand aggressively. Even looking right now, into international uh, location in Columbia, South America. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so we're looking to do that as a, a big tourist uh, place. And when I went over there, I go over there and I'm like, I love being over here, but I hate the food. Mm-hmm. because, I, And that's because I don't eat seafood. And oh, so uh, places like that, that's all they're selling is seafood. And oh. I said, hmm. Whenever there is a need, that's when you want to put you know your business somewhere where there's a need. And I said, now, I see all of these Americans over here, and Americans love my food. Looks like we need to put a rubies here. There you go. Yeah, all the tourists. I mean, we have they have American people over here daily, and so. Uh, owner of ruby soul food uh certified life coaching trainer um through the john maxwell university and so i'm just an overall great kind of nice guy and <laughs> I, just, I just love people and you know my objective for life is to add value to people encourage people strengthen people and help people get right in the center of their assignments because everything you need in life is connected to your purpose so Even your provision, your provision is tied to your assignment, and so I like to help people to get smack in the center of their assignment because that's that's their grace place. That's where you're going to win at, and that's the place where things are going to be easy for you. And your grace place, your assignment, your purpose, because you love doing what you what you do, and you're actually good at it. And then you become so good at it, people start paying you to do it. So I like to help people get into their grace place, where life becomes easier. Uh, there's a uh, in in the sports arena because I love sports as well. Uh, there's a point where great athletes say there's a point in time in their career where the game slows down to them. They yeah. they start to get a greater understanding of the game, and it becomes easier. And it's because they are in a grace place. So that's that's pretty much who I am.
2: Yeah. Well, this episode, Shelley mentioned your your car side ministries and, <laughs> and <laughs> I life coach. Even gave it a day. <laughs> uh, so this was actually brought on by one of the videos I watched. Uh, okay. So you spoke about change, and I thought that was a very interesting topic because. I think a lot of people can be very stuck in their ways. Like, I've been doing sure. it this way my whole life. Why change now, right? Absolutely. So, uh, change uh, is very, uh, you need it to grow, basically. Absolutely. So, um, how do you help people believe that change is necessary, or do you believe change is always necessary for growth?
4: Well, yeah. See, the thing is, is trying to get people, uh, the idea of getting people to change, is getting people to get a new revelation, mm-hmm. getting people to see something differently. Uh, so there's a vast difference in conceding that change is inevitable and believing that change is necessary. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of people who they do believe in change, but they don't really believe change is, is necessary for them. <laughs> It's you know, all of us love, would love for if you just looked at your circle and people around, or even the world, everybody would love for everybody else to change. You know what I mean? You would love for your husband to change. Like, I wish he would stop doing that. We would love for our wives to change, our (laughs) kids to change. We don't have a problem with change with other people changing, Mm -hmm. but the idea of conceding that change is necessary for my life is where we have to get people to uh get to so you have to get people to have, see the value and change you know if they don't see the value in change they're not most likely to move into the area of change and so teachings like this is mm-hmm. one of the things that help change people paradigm to give them a shift to see that change is it's necessary Uh, One of my another favorite book that I love is uh, As a Man, Think It. James Allen writes in that book that people are, are anxious to change their circumstances, but they're not anxious to change themselves. Come on now. And so the idea of getting people to see that you want your circumstances to change. And everybody, and we, it was a thousand people, you know, on this podcast. And we said right now, how many of you want to change? How many of you guys want your life? How many you want your finances to change? They're like, ooh, me. How many of you want your, your marriage to change? Ooh, me. How many of you want your children to change? Ooh, me. How many of you want to change?
1: Right. right, you know, what
4: I mean? you know <laughs> people are anxious to see the best of life but they don't understand in order to see the best in life they got to present the best version of themselves mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so the common denominator in things getting better for you is you getting better the yeah. common denominator and, and your finances getting better is you becoming better in finances you don't have to ever ever in life wish things were easier for you you don't never in life have to wish that you have more instead of wishing things were easier wish that you were better wish that you wish that you had more skill because with more skill and, and you becoming better guess what things become better and so that's the common denominator so with teachings like this and podcasts like what you uh amazing women are doing It's it's raising the eyelids, it's it's becoming a light and darkness to show people that you can change and not grow because you could change for the the worse, Mm -hmm. but you can't grow and not change. And so the idea is getting people to see the value and growth and personal development, the value in you working on yourself. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible that said, and G, Luke 2 and 52, and Jesus both grew in wisdom, statue, favor with me and favor with God, which means that even Christ himself had to grow in some areas, which means that there were some changes that went on in his life. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. There are going to have to be some changes in your life for, for, for you to go from point A to point B. And the key point is it's necessary. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. necessary, and so creating an atmosphere where people can see the value. If there's an alcoholic, how can we show them that their life will be so much better? The value in putting down the bottle. The mm-hmm. value. And the respect that you have from your family, the value that, that, that they can see with their kids having another level of respect for them, for them to change from this person to this person. The most amazing thing in the world is seeing a, a, a person with a made up mind because the power of a made up mind can change literally this whole world. It could change the whole world. And so getting people to see the value and change, the value and you putting the work in, that's key. The value and putting the work in to become different, to go from one level to the next level. Let me tell you something. Uh, it's like uh, I got this uh, quote from Pastor Bill Winston, and I've been saying it for a long time now. I've been rich and I've been poor. Rich is better. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm
3: actually heard him say that one. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. Rich, yeah. Is, rich, rich is better, but you don't become financially independent or financially free without making a lot of changes. I had to make a lot of changes in my life uh, in order to become financially free in my business. You know, mm-hmm. when I started, when I started uh, a rubies, I thought all I needed was a good product. I thought all yeah. I had to do is have man, we got five short ribs. Short <laughs> ribs. 10 does enough for a baby to eat them put your fork <laughs> in and move the fork the meat move with it just like that yeah fried catfish uh fried to perfection this fried chicken and this macaroni green we got a bomb that's what we like to say <laughs> a bomb and uh the idea is that it takes so much more than just having a good product the best product don't always win and wow. so I, you i could i can name 10 Restaurants that got better cheeseburgers than McDonald's. None of those restaurants sell more cheeseburgers than McDonald's. Yeah. Because the best product doesn't always win. It takes it takes a lot of change. It takes a lot of learning, a lot of growing, a lot of hard work, a lot of effort in order to move your life from one level to the next level. And you got to be you got to be locked into that. And so Helping people to see to see that is creating a place where they can see the value. Until you get people to see the value of change, you're not going to motivate people to change. And so what we have to do, people like us, we have to create a vision of what change looks like. And that is what motivates people to want to change. We have to create something to say, hey, this is your life now. This is what your life could look like. Yeah. So th- th- these are the things you could have in life. This is this is how your business could look if you make mm-hmm. these adjustments. You know what I mean? Uh, great leaders don't make excuses; they make adjustments.
2: Mm-hmm. I think for us, like we definitely did some changes in our lives, like a couple of years back. I did a lot of changes in my finances. Like, look, you know, I I don't think I don't, maybe two people in my family are um, homeowners. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, look, I wanna be a homeowner. This is what I'm gonna to do to change my finances in order to um get to where I wanna be. Once that goal is done, okay, now let's get let's get going with this business. So, you know, it's kind of a I'm gonna keep making the changes in my life to make sure I get to the level that I want to be at at the end
1: of the day so yeah, absolutely for
0: me it was like having um I, I heard someone say oh, I'm gonna try to get this right because I'm bad with quotes <laughs> <Terrible>. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard somebody say you have to make your relationship with God public um so I would hold on to a lot of things I wouldn't show people um things that I was going through until I sat down and showed somebody my credit score. And that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that opened up a world for me because it's like people people have been through what you've been through. People can see yes. can't see the change that's necessary for you to make unless you kind of show it. So mm-hmm. I think with us, with our friendship, we let people see the good and the bad so they can see mm-hmm. while well, you can have this amazing friendship. You know, we also, you know, argue sometimes. We also have disagreements. Sure but i think it's important to show the good and the bad so people can show yeah so you have to work hard to get there but you can also kind of broadcast that there's a better side yeah absolutely as well
3: transparency i think is it's something that helps people change because if you yeah. just hold all the secrets to yourself or you you act as if you've just always been in this great space then that makes people think that it's unachievable but Mm -hmm. transparency and saying hey look i messed up or my credit was jacked up and this is how i got it together or these are the steps that i took you know that's just like that's motivation for someone who's maybe thinking like i'll never get out of this situation or whatever so i'm like yeah transparency i'm I can be very transparent on all things Uh (laughs) (laughs) I I do feel like the way that I have gotten to certain points in my life is by somebody else being transparent and giving me the sure I'm very like very much like if I could plug into a proven system I, I'm I'm willing to do that. So why would I not give the blueprint to someone else? You know? yeah, that's so smart. Even
2: like with our business, like we met other people. They're like, "How you? How did you guys get a grant?" Mm-hmm. We've given like grant, sent out grant emails. Like, here, check out this grant for your business. Mm-hmm. You might qualify for this. You know, so yeah. it's like giving. You know, I think about that. You would tell us a story about someone who. Um, They had a recipe for, what was it for? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. And they want to give
0: up the
4: recipe. Can you share that story? Absolutely. So, you know, I was mentoring a chef. I was mentoring a chef. And, I mean, this guy was amazing. I mean, this guy, he he could cook everything. He was just amazing. But he was broke, y'all. I'm talking about broke. And he had all these, he got like 127 different cheesecakes. He do, I mean, he do this jerk fried rice. I mean, it's like almost a die for. I mean, the guy was really, really good. And so in one of our sessions, we're talking about, you know, how can I help him? You know, how can I, you know, uh, inspire him to take, you know, his gift to the next level? So he said, I don't want no restaurant. It's okay, that's fine. You don't necessarily have to have a restaurant, you know. Catering business is a booming business, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, he said, Well, I don't know, and he said, I, and I I don't want no restaurant. And one of the reasons why I don't want nobody stealing my recipes. Mm. Mm-hmm. I said, Okay, I said, Well, let me try to help you with the recipe thing. Now, of course, we do have to do things that kind of govern you know, saying a security level uh, of our things that we have. But like I told him, I know some chefs. I say, I know some chefs right now, and I know some personally. They are multimillionaires for selling their recipe. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: And I say, and you are broke trying to hold on (laughs) to your recipe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, guys, to be truthful, like I told him, any recipe, we have God's twin at our fingertips, which is called Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any recipe that somebody really want, they can just Google it. For sure. And so, you know, for you to try to hold on to it, there's, there's only so much you can, you can do when you hold everything into yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you give things away, now you become that. Look at the notoriety that you can get. I told him, look at the notoriety you can get just by being the inventor of this recipe. Uh, just look at uh, so many people who, when you go inside the grocery stores and you buy frozen uh, dishes and you buy things that are already prepared, you can you can get into all type of other areas just because you're willing to list somebody. Most people, I told them, most people are not cooks anyway. So mm-hmm. most people are not going to take your recipe and try to go open up a restaurant. That woman just want to cook it for her husband tomorrow. Right. You know, what I mean, she just want to cook it for her husband tomorrow. And she so now to you
0: married. Uh, <laughs>
4: you know, so the idea of just changing his mindset to get him to see that you could become a multi-millionaire just because you have the knowledge, but you got to be willing to give it away. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you're able to do that and get your mind off of just that I got to hold everything in to me, I got to keep this all in for me. You can't help nobody. Yeah. And you can only grow once you become more valuable. And so with his recipes being in his own head, he has no value to the marketplace mm-hmm. until you become more valuable to the marketplace. So somebody looks at your brand to so somebody looks at you and said, I need you then you have no value. And guess what? Your bank account is equivalent to the level of value that you add to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I, I tried to get this guy and more people to understand that if you're in a business like the uh, restaurant business, there's so many more things you can do once you're giving things out, they're always keeping things in. So that's okay. that was that that was that story. Yep. So oh, before sorry. we
2: go over to oh, the next question, you got some sun behind okay. you happening.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we sorry.
0: We're
2: gonna edit this out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or, or we just want everybody to see his sunroof. So. <laughs> 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 uh, how
4: do you change things that were once necessary for your growth? So I got a belief and I teach uh, people never marry any system. Okay. That never, cool. be, never be married to any system. So let's just talk about the restaurant industry, since that's an cool. industry or, or even uh, church ministry. There are things that would make you a millionaire. Uh, the same thing that make you a millionaire could be the same thing that put you in a poor house. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so there are there are certain things I use. I always like to talk about. All of us have been to Old Country Buffet. Yeah. I remember the first time I went to Old Country Buffet was 1996, uh, and uh, no, I'm, I'm, that's not right. It was 1992, mm-hmm. and I was still at Washington Elementary School, and uh we,
1: and, <laughs>
4: and we took our eighth grade, uh, eighth. so I guess it was 93. I think it was our 8th grade trip. Yeah, it was 93. Our 8th grade trip to Galena. We went to Galena, Illinois for for a trip. And coming back from Galena, we went to Old Country Buffet in uh, Forest Park. I could not believe that there was a place I could have whatever I want. (laughs) All you can eat, I can get as much as I want. I was so excited about it. And Old Country Buffet was the place. Everybody took their kids. And said, this was the place. Mm-hmm. Everybody who wanted to eat a lot of food, this was the place. You could you can get dessert and you can get dinner. You can get pizza and you can get uh, chicken. Mm-hmm. You can get fries. <laughs> you can get pizza. You can get everything oh, you, you wanted. <laughs> everything you wanted, you he get did there. You <laughs> did it. And I started to notice about 20 some years later, I was sitting inside of an Old Country Buffet in Fort City. And I said, wow. It looked the same. It looked it when I was in a brain. Mm-hmm. Same colors, same color scheme, same food. Nothing changed. Pretty soon, they was pretty much out of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you will not adapt to change, there's a a, 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 a definition called leadership. Leadership. Mm-hmm. It is defined as the willingness and the ability to make a leadership change they will promote organ, organizationally and personally. You have to be willing to catch in with what's going on in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, when when if Colonel, when Colonel Sanders, Sanders, when he made KFC, well, he made that in the time when uh, uh, working mothers, I mean, mothers had started working now. So they didn't have time to be in the kitchen cooking dinner. And so there was a greater need well, if Colonel Sanders was trying to uh, 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 establish KMC today, he may go out of business because now everybody want to know about gluten-free. Everybody want to yeah. know about vegan. It's a different time. So what worked for you then does not mean it's going to work for you now. And so don't be married to any system because you don't know when you're going to have to change. You don't know. You, you don't know. It's tremendous. Matter of fact, we're living in a world where uh, Peter Drucker said that we have accelerated change. And yeah. so we're, in this time, things are changing like this. Just Can you imagine what uh, uh, Blockbuster could be now if they were to make the shift?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. But because that, they didn't make the shift, you don't hear Blockbuster, you hear Netflix now. You know what yeah. I mean? And so the same, it's so, I mean, this is good right here. We We fall in love with the things that give us success. Mm-hmm. But uh, Miles Moreau said that the greatest enemy to your potential is your past success. Mm-hmm. And so the things that that, that got, you, uh, got you some levels of, of success, sometimes those are the things that kill you. So it was needed at this time. This is what worked then. But always be open-minded to the point where you understand that the thing that worked yesterday could be the thing that kill you today. And if you will not shift I'm here to tell you, if you don't make some changes, you're gonna find yourself in some big trouble. Listen, I, I, sorry, let me just tell a quick story, real quick. I'm inside <laughs> one. I'm inside one of my stores,
1: uh-huh.
4: And I get somebody walking in, and and I was actually helping out a little bit. And somebody walked in, and we had this buffet line at our country club here, and it is looking good. I mean, we got all kind of food up here. And a man walk in and said, "Oh man, this looks good. I've never been here before. How does it work?" I said, "Okay, yeah, you start here, blah blah blah. You get a meat, two sides, cornbread, what have you." He said, "You got any vegan dishes?" I said, uh, <laughs> "I said, well, no, I don't. I don't got no vegan dishes, but I got some some vegetarian options." He said, "Hey man, this is the food it looks really good, man. But I'm really trying to change my diet, so you know, saying so, you know, I'll catch you another time." I'm like, "Okay, cool." went on, kept working or whatever. About an hour and a half later, a lady walked in. She's like, "Hey, how you doing?" She was like, "Do you guys do any vegan dishes here?" I said, uh, "No, we don't. But I got these turkey wings over here, and they got they they cooked with a lot of seasoning in <laughs> there." She like, they look great. She was like, "But I'm trying to change, you know, my yeah. eating and things like that." Now, as a leader, you could say, "Oh, well, forget them." You know what I mean? Go somewhere else. You know, this is what I got. This is what I'm going to sell. But if you're a smart leader, you have to recognize when there's a time to make some shifts. So to me, it said you better find a way to incorporate Mm. some vegan options, some healthier options in your business. Because just because you're making money now, just because things are working today, if you don't make a shift into the way that the world is going, sooner or later you're going to be old country buffet and you're going to, and you and you're going to be blockbusters yeah, because yeah. if you marry a system and never make changes eventually you're going to be you're going to, you're going to start going out of business so to to answer your questions that you we have to get people to see that what works today may not work tomorrow and you have to be open enough to change to be able to find out what changes need to be made in order to keep your life or your business going higher and not uh, 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 peaking out. And you start to go on a downward spiral. spiral, spiral.
2: And those were some really good nuggets because I, that point about success, like I've, I've made a million, I've made millions doing this one thing. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm gonna keep exactly. going to keep doing it.
4: Exactly. I'm a the ship. Yeah, I'm a ride. you start looking around like, "Wait a minute, am I a
2: dinosaur?"
4: Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly, and that's exactly what begins to happen. And so many businesses and because they have a product and because this worked, this once worked, this all and that's the hard part is that at one time it actually worked for you. This yeah. is the doing it this way and and that that's, you know, even in religion and churches some of the some of the senior pastors, they just can't get with, you know, like doing this virtual
1: preaching yeah. online.
4: But the pandemic, it, it, it opened our eyes to a whole nother world. Yeah. Because if you're gonna force to keep doing things the old way, you're gonna force yourself out of business. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna keep force and you won't get with change. There's ways. There's people who can teach you. And guess what? And things you don't know how to do, staff your weaknesses. You got to pay somebody to do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you staff you staff your weaknesses because if you stay locked into the old way, it's only a. It's like it's like taking a gun, putting that one bullet in there, spinning the chamber, and every day you pulling the trigger to your life and to your business. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna kill your own business. Why? Because you will not change. And see, most people, they resist change if and though change is worse than what they're already experiencing. Why are you resisting change? Like you're just, some people ain't doing good already. Some people, some people business plan is not working anyway already. And so they're resisting change. They're resisting it. You can see it right before your eyes. The world is going in another direction. He, your customers are telling you, we're looking for something different. Your your husband is telling you, baby, I'm looking for something different. <laughs> you know? No, come on. Let, let me, if Lester was saying, he, say, he, would, he, would, he, would say he would say real talk. There, yeah, are,
1: some,
4: <laughs> there, there, there are sometimes times, even in your marriage, who I was yesterday is not who I was today. When I fell in love with you 10 years ago, I was a different person. For sure. I had a different mindset. I've continued to evolve. I've, I, I have continued to grow. So I was in love with you on this level 10 years ago. But now I'm on this level. And if you have not changed, then you have become unattractive to me. Mm-hmm. You have become unattractive because my attraction has changed because I have changed. Mm-hmm. And and, and, and we're, we're, we're trying to force people to like the old. We're trying to force people to like the you of yesterday you no. can't force me to still be in love with something that i used to love. just because i used to eat chitlins i don't eat chitlins no more <laughs> you can't you can't force people to be in love with the them of yesterday we have to continue to evolve and we got to continue to go to the next level and you better watch the signs because your customers the people in your life they will let you know when they are no longer into what you used to offer them, now you could be now you could be uh, 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 bullheaded and say, "Well, you just gonna have to like me the way I am." I don't got to like you the way you are. <laughs> I don't have to like your product you know what i mean i can go to another store i can go to a, another business i can order from somewhere else i can go do something else and so no, wait 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 wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. Now, are we still talking restaurants <laughs> or
0: are we talking because you know you see you do that and see so you scratching your mustache right now. I
1: just
4: want to make sure we are the same thing. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, t- I'm, about, I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about everything.
1: It's
4: it's it's everything, Shelly. listen, it's everything. You know because change is in everything. You know so what, I mean? what
0: what what does one do when they're met with this? Um I love change. I love everything about it. I'm always seeking a place like I love what Lester said last week or a couple weeks ago when he said um he loves change. He like he looks for ways to change every day. And I know you're also big on change as well. What does one do when you're I mean, so I'm, I'm so I'm let's say I'm in a relationship and I'm I'm in my change mode. Um what does one do when someone's stubborn and they don't want to change?
4: Yeah, that's a. Can dip- I go to
0: another restaurant?
4: <laughs> well, that's a that's a difficult that's a difficult question because you yourself of, into
0: this
4: one. <laughs> no, no, more it's more of a difficult answer. It's not so much a difficult question. That's why this goes to you know being equally yoked, you know, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we have to deal with you know almost the root of the issue before we even get to that part, but. Just tackled a little bit. Like, if I'm in a relationship and I'm changing, I'm with somebody, are we talking married or we're we talking just dating? Look,
0: Lawrence, uh, we're it's, talking.
4: It's, it's, a, it's right. a little. Let's that,
0: talk marriage. Let's talk. We've okay. already made it to the altar. We're here. We're loving each other. And I just, I love change. I just want to change. And with that change, I'm growing. So I may see something in my mate that I'm like, well, come on along with this change with me. And, you know, now now we're there.
4: Yeah. So I think what has to happen so that we don't become offensive, you know, say in the relationship, because whenever you're just always, you need to change, you need to change, you need to change, you need to change, you need to change. Sometimes it becomes offensive. Yeah. people start to fight against it just because you keep asking for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not that they don't want to change. They're just so sick of you telling them what to do, especially <laughs> men. You know, men, we hate to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And so what, what has to happen is that in that that home, we must, whoever that is, person that's changing a lot, we have to try to create a change culture and a change environment, a mm-hmm. growth environment in that home. Where it all where we got things going on that's always pushing us to do better. So, like, I mean, you may have to ask your wife or ask your husband, hey, let's let's join a mastermind group. Hey, on Wednesday nights, let's 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 read let's read this book together. Because instead of telling them exactly what to do, you wanna almost create things that you do together. That actually promote levels of change you yeah. know can we can we on tuesday night can it be book reading night for the family yeah. you better believe some type of way doing some of the books that you're gonna you're gonna pick out because if it's a woman i know women are very strategic anyway so <laughs> you're, gonna <laughs> pick, you're gonna pick books that's gonna say something to the levels of growth that you're looking for uh going going to instead of going uh to the movies Let's go hear certain people speak or something. So I think one of the things you do is when you can't get somebody to change because we have free will and we can't make anybody do something. I think we got to create avenues that, that 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 presents growth in the home. And the way our we build, we start loving things they bring by change. We we go places they bring by change. We go to church. We go hear uh, uh, certain podcasts. We go listen to certain speakers uh, speak. We go to the museum. We do things that learning comes. And most of the time, when people get levels of growth, learning, and stuff like that, they'll start to make certain changes on on their own. The only issue with that, and this is a this is a hard conversation. It's like what we talked about last week. The only issue with that, is sometimes, Shelly, mm-hmm. we have married the wrong people. And sometimes we have, uh, and I know that's a tough thing to, to say, but sometimes we have yoked up with people who are not for our destiny. Now, watch this. Sometimes you can marry somebody that can cover you, On the level you are but can you cover me can you cover the me of five years from now you know you know you know where are you going to be is a person going to be on a level well the uh, love and attraction will still be where it needs to be in the future because when i marry somebody i'm not marrying them just for today this is for supposed to be to death do we part and so if you don't if you don't hook up with somebody Who is excited or ambitious or uh uh serious about the vision if i always tell women the first thing that you should ask a man when he asks you to marry marry you is not do he love you the first thing you want to know is does he have a vision for the family
0: i'm so glad that you brought that up so -hmm. like i'm 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 in my growth state for for dating so i i've decided for me what i want to do is really build my relationship with God. I want to take a sure. step there and I want to just reevaluate it because love love and marriage is definitely something that I want, but I want to do it the right way, right? So Absolutely. I take this time, I'm getting closer to God and I'm going to let that be my walk. I think I'm Absolutely. building my list though right now of things that I want to make sure. sure that I ask my mates. So I want to ask you this question, but I want to tell you what my questions are. So, so sure. far, I'm going to one of my questions is going to be um. Do you fear God, and how much do you fear God? So that's one. I got that from Thursday
1: night. Yes. Right? Thursday.
0: <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> and then um, my my other question would be, you know, um, what what one thing about yourself do you want to change, and are you open to change? You know, because it's it's because it's so important to me. I want to know that person's answer to see how
4: important. Sure. It is.
0: What sure. are your well? First of all, I should say, are you married? Are you single? What's your 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 life?
4: Yeah, no, I'm single. Uh, And so for me... What would uh, be your questions? Well, yeah, so first of all, it would definitely be uh, the God question. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because for me, me, especially me being a a senior pastor of a church, a woman who's going to be my wife, the first lady of the church, has to be somebody who is totally connected into the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that definitely would be my first question about their love for God. I have a little help because I, I'm single, but I, I'm divorced. I was married for a long time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes failure becomes the biggest piece to your success. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that would be one of my questions about my, their love and their fear for the Lord. And uh, secondly, uh, my question would be, you know, how much of you are you willing to sacrifice for the goals that we have and also the goals that you have for your personal life because i want somebody to be great in what they do as well because although we become one we both are still individuals right and so because we are both individuals i want to know when that whenever you want something you set a goal and then right after you set a goal you got to ask yourself, what are you willing to give up to make this goal happen? So I want to know the vision that they have for their life, but also how much are they willing to give up? Because everybody can talk. Want shows up in conversation. Expectation shows up in behavior. So, you know, people can say whatever they want out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. But I want to know, what are you willing to give up so we can have this type of life? you know what I mean, and so that's 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 one of the things that uh, I would do, and so you, I think you're doing a great thing by asking those questions, uh, my advice <clears throat> is that you know, you find out a man's vision for his life and the vision that he has for a family, because you know, what makes women, women are naturally really submissive, men don't know that, but mm-hmm. God, the way God made them is that way, they're only strong like that because women have we, they've had to be because men have dropped the ball a lot of times uh inside of the home and uh and then the culture and then the culture mm-hmm. all, the culture has done it uh t- uh to uh, I am woman hear me roar you know what I mean you know mm-hmm. saying well I, but I think that one of the things is that when people get married you know I need to know if I'm a if I'm a woman I need to know that you are a great decision maker yes. And the reason that is, you know, you need to find out how they make decisions. You know, watch their life a little bit. Mm -hmm. How do they make decisions? Because if you're going to submit to a man, then you're submitting to the way he makes decisions. Mm -hmm. That's what you're submitting to, his decision making. Mm -hmm. And so I need to know. That you are a good decision maker because if I'm going to submit to you and if I'm going to say, okay, you are the leader of this house, you are the leader of my family, my, my life and my children, oh my God, if you are going to be the leader, then I, I need to know that you are sound in your decision making or I'm not going to be able to submit. And so some, some men are upset because they say, man, my mom, my, my, she don't submit to me. It's not that she really don't want to submit. It's really that she just don't trust your decisions. Yeah. And so when you when you say we're going to go left, she like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, well, she, she don't trust that you're going to do the right thing about it with the money. She don't trust you're going to make the right decision about the family. She don't know what you're going to do. So it makes her heart. She has to always ask questions. She got to always say, well, why, why don't you think about this? Because she truly don't trust your decision-making. You know what I mean? And so in in dating relationships, you know, you got to find out where a person is in their decision making. And do they have a vision for their life? Because without a vision, the people perish. If you don't have a vision for a marriage, a vision for a business, a vision for what whatever. Eventually, it's going to be something you quit because passion comes with the vision. And without the vision and without the passion, when things get hard, because things will get hard, things will get tough. And when they get tough and when they get hard, you're just going to quit because you're going to have nothing to sustain it once it gets started.
2: I like that. I like both of y'all questions. For me, it'll be pretty much the same thing. One one is trust your decision-making, and then three would be, um, you know, your vision. Like, what is your vision for life, period? Yeah. So I think those are three great things. You kind of touched on all three <laughs> in there, so... You
3: want to add me Um, I, I hope not to be interviewing anybody.
1: But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> you will not be interviewing
4: anyone. You so. all, you are you
3: all, you all good. But I think, um, I think those are uh, great questions to ask. I mean, I asked a thousand questions. Yeah. Um, went before you know agreeing to marry my husband but even in dating situations i was the type of person who would ask a lot of questions some which the guys would say were hard questions like <laughs> in the first date or whatever but i'm like we might as well you know a yeah. thing a thing get it yeah. out here now like you know how many children do you have how many mothers upset children are there uh, how many people who say are they, they any, got kids right potential, right? Potential. <laughs> right. <laughs> how many possibles we got out there you know, yeah.
1: Absolutely.
3: You know like, right. all of this, yeah all these things are like you know questions that in this day and age you have to ask maybe yeah. in you know years ago that weren't questions but i mean i think you should ask whatever you want to know if you want to know whether you may have experimented with the same sex or something like that Ask I mean wow. I think If that's yeah. something you want to know The only way you're going to know is if you yeah. ask and if, somebody- if they
4: could come up later
3: Right If they choke on the question Or if they you know you know start stuttering or whatever or if they say that's you know too invasive you shouldn't it's be asking clear that's me that. You know I mean? <laughs> but then you take that and do with it what you will so yes. i'm all about asking all the questions and it's the
0: perfect I,
3: time to do so yeah i think women sometimes uh shy away from asking questions because they feel like i don't want to scare them off or i don't want to uh, come on too strong or
4: but well, that's exactly what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, all the uh, things. Like, exactly, me yeah. I'm just yeah. playing games. Like. Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the things that I, you know, when in the beginning, especially for women, and uh, like Shelly, you say, you and this uh, a place, new place of you and God, and, and and dating stuff like that. One of the greatest things that you can do is set a standard. Mm-hmm. You set a standard. You, you change your standards, you change your life. You know, a lot of people who have not have success and in, uh, in relationships is because their standard is too low or they don't have a standard. And so when you set a standard for relationships, since we didn't get to relationships, but when you set a standard for relationship, what you do is you weed out everybody who's not willing to live up to your expectations. Mm-hmm. You know that? I mean? And so when you set a standard that this is this is the type of person I am, this is this is what will be in my life. I'm gonna love the Lord. I'm, we're gonna. I'm have, I look to have a Christian home. Uh, I'm a. I'm an entrepreneur. This is the things that I expect. Right away, me and I sit back like this. I ain't, if, he ain't, if, he ain't, if he ain't, if he ain't ready you ain't got to worry about him wasting your time you ain't got to be <laughs> with them dates with him you ain't got to be sitting on phone for two hours all that kind of stuff. because in his mind let's just say if you said i'm not having sex i'm not having sex until i get married mm-hmm. what well, what you just you just helped yourself so much because some guys were only there for the sex right you know right. what i mean so so that's so <laughs> what. You know, even if they, you know, I say tell them that, even if that ain't what you own, tell them that anyway, you know what I mean? Because you will get to see that okay, this person is only here for the wrong reason, and that start to weed the garbage out. Mm-hmm. See, the cream rises to the to the top. Yeah. So a great, a great guy, as the challenges get harder, they increase their abilities. They they, they 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 rise to the top, and so when you set standards about your 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 life, even in business, you know your employees. You guys about to launch your business, set high standards for for your employees. You know what I mean? Because give them something to work up to. You know what I mean? And then the people who don't want to work up to that standard, they'll quit. They'll fall off, and you ain't got to invest all that time into the wrong people. Without standards. You invest too much time into the wrong people. Yeah. Whether that's a relationship or a business. So mm-hmm. you set you set high standards and people are gonna say, I ain't gonna do that, or I, I'm willing to work up to doing that. And so set standards and then communicate those standards in your business, communicate those standards in your in your personal life. And then you'll see that everybody who's not supposed to be a part of your life, they will fall off. And guess what? They're gonna fall off quickly. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to be willing to put the work or the effort into it. So set those standards and you'll see a great, uh, you won't, you won't, you won't waste a lot of time on the wrong people when you got high standards.
2: Yep. So that is a hard talk. So with that, I have a segment for you called Hard Talks. And All right. you what we're to do is bring, bring up some of your, um, what work is, it? is it the other one? Oh, we're going to bring up some of the posts that we've seen. And how are
0: you doing on time? You good for time?
4: Yeah, I'm good for a few more minutes. Yeah. We'll,
3: we'll only take a couple. <laughs> now that you get into the hard talks, as a, as a matter of fact,
1: uh, <laughs> we got another
2: meeting here. <laughs> so, hashtag hard talks. Why do great sports teams, great music groups, and even great ministry teams break up in our culture? It's normally because of egos and money know that if we drop our egos in uh, the focus of money we can make more money together than alone I'm looking for partners not competitors you could be the boss just direct deposit me
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so that that is so very true uh, Wait, before
0: the- you answer this before you answer this you post something like ooh, like sometimes I'll be like let me screenshot this to save it and put in my notes." When you post it, are you going
4: through those things? Not always, okay. no, no. So a lot of times, what I'm doing is I'm always trying to find content mm-hmm. that will be a blessing to people. Um, and so, normally, it's not. What, it's not me personally going through something, but I'm always. I'm, a, I'm. I love growth, so I'm always studying. I'm always looking for new information. And most of the time when I post something that smacks me, I'm like, whoo, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, now sometimes I do, sometimes it is personal. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are things that I've learned or something that I just faced or whatever. to me. So sometimes, but not all the time, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But I'm always just trying to put content out that will bless people, other people. And I said, well, you know what, if it bless me, I'm sure to bless other people.
0: Yes, because sometimes I've thought that the posts have been
4: about me. So I'm like...
0: What? And I'm like, oh, God, is he trying to kill me? But if it is about me, just just end it with Shelly.
1: No,
4: Shelly. No, 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 no. No, I'm not that type of guy. I I I ain't, I ain't going to social media with a personal. I like
3: that. like that. That. You know, That's just like being when the pastor is on the pulpit. Like you, yeah. Don't I don't do that. People say like, yeah, they talking directly to me because sometimes that's yeah. your own conviction. sometimes he Tyler yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <where's he> Rice <laughs> yeah. like, from I know you don't. <laughs> right. It sometimes it's like if the shoe fit, wear it. Or if you if it yeah. if it sting a little bit, then maybe that's for you to make a change. Yeah. Or something.
4: yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely.
3: It could be God inspired, and
4: Lawrence
3: had nothing to do with it. You
4: know, he's just yeah. saying
3: what God has given him to say. But he absolutely, anyway. <laughs> <You know>.
0: absolutely.
4: I'm like, wait a minute. No, absolutely. Now, with, with this post here, uh, so uh, there's a guy you guys know years ago, but uh, he ran for he ran for president, mm-hmm. and. Um, I love this quote. They said, um, uh, it's a parole. And they asked, he got, a, he got a billion dollar company in Texas called Perot System, Ross Perot. And, nice. uh, and he has a quote. They said, how, what do you accredit to the success of the parole systems? He said, I hire people that are smarter than me. Mm-hmm. I hire people that are smarter than me. So I come up with this quote and I've talked as many times that and your organization develop and train people to be as good or better than you where they are able to leave you, but treat them so good they never will. Right. And so there are times where we we are better together, to be actually honest. Mm -hmm. If we could come together and put our egos to the side and understand that and we all come together and say, we got to go, let's just say, let's just use a ministry, for instance. I have pastor friends and five or six of us can all have uh, congregations under 100 under 100 members. Mm-hmm. Where, Well, instead of you struggling over there and I'm struggling over here, we're all trying to get more members. We're all trying to gain finance. We're all trying to gain influence. Well, why don't we just all come together? Mm -hmm. and build one thing big and then once it's big if you just feel like you just want to be the senior pastor and you're the big one well i'm sure then we'll have enough money and resources where we can go and and launch another location and you can be there and be the number one guy be the one but when you left now you're not doing this on your own you yeah. can actually go start this church. We can send you over there with hundred thousand dollars. We can send you over there and buy the biz or We can now you got money to pay a high level uh, uh, music uh, musicians. Now mm-hmm. you, you can pay somebody like a Shelley to come in and do every graphics mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and run all that kind of stuff. You can pay. Uh, you can have a a, a pastor evangelism on staff because the time of volunteer help is is almost gone you know what i mean and so now you can get so much more done because you have the resources to do it but we all came together and built one big thing and now we can all go out everybody want to go on their own but the egos and being the, the boss and all that it gets in the way but if we can drop all of that yes mm-hmm. they got to be somebody in charge we, we know that you got to have a leader that's just called order you know mm-hmm. what i mean right. You gotta have a leader. You gotta have somebody who, who leads the direction. You gotta have that. But if we can manage to put our egos to the side and come together and build something real big, once you build something big, the the big thing is the open door, the open door to all the other little things that you wanna do. You know, to have to be a, a financially free, you need about seven strings of income. It don't mean that all the other strings are making what the one big one is made. But how many of you know that if you had a if you had about six other streams of income where you were making an additional two or three thousand dollars a month and six other ways and you had an additional twenty thousand dollars a month coming into your home, it would make a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would make a make a big difference. And so I think that sometimes we need to come together and we need to sit at a table and we need to figure out What can we come together? You can still have uh, y'all can still have y'all business. I can still have my rubies. Y'all can still somebody else can still have their business over here. While that's working, let's all of us come together outside of what we already got going on, and let's say what can we build together? Because it'll move faster because we're bigger and stronger together. You don't have to give up what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Love what you're doing. But if you have more streams of income and you have uh, uh, more people, skilled people, skilled talent around you, yeah. you can build something real big that could sustain. It could possibly become the thing that sustains what you already got going on. Yeah. Because in every business, there are slow seasons. And so yeah. when your business, the thing that's just paying your bills is slow, wouldn't it be great to have something else that you have a stream coming from? that will sustain that until your customers, clients, and everything go up. Yep. So when I made this post, I was trying to get people to see that if we could come together, you ain't got to give up what you're already doing, mm-hmm. but especially as African-Americans, if we could come together and build something together, people that you love, people that you see uh, are doing things together, let's get in the room together. Let's, let's hash out some ideas. Uh, I've always believed that the best ideas are birthed out of, the, I mean, the best idea are birthed out of many ideas. And guess what? The best idea wins. If the four of us sit at the table, all of us are leaders. We all going to have ideas. But guess what? Deanna idea may be a little bit better than the rest of us. So guess what? <laughs> no ego, no pride, flat out. She got the best idea. We're going Deanna's way. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, you know, if we can lose our egos and who the boss and who's in charge, We can make more money together because when we're together, we're bigger, we're stronger. There's a law called the Law of Significance. The Law of Significance says that one is too small of a number to do anything great. It takes multiple people. It takes multiple ideas. It takes multiple effort. It takes more hands to do something big. So let's drop the eagles. Let's drop... Uh, uh, the stubbornness and all that. Let's get in the room together and figure out how we can build something big with the knowledge we have about credit and finances and leadership and our expertise, the things that we're great in, the talented things. Let's get it. Shelly, we talked about this before. Let's get all of us in the room of leaders together. When you get 10 leaders in a room together. No, tell them what we can come out. The next big, big thing is in that room. Yeah. Right you know what i mean and so that's where i was going with that post
2: got another one here for you now this wasn't a hashtag hard talk but it should be um god is not preparing a blessing for you he is preparing you to be the blessing or for the blessing it's waiting on you
4: absolutely so the way that that god works is that everything god is going to do he's already done Mm -hmm. and so Every blessing that he has for your life, is all, it, it already exists. And so if you're wondering why I don't have what I've prayed for or what I have envisioned for my life, it is only because you're not prepared. Uh, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, is never willing to lavish its goods on unprepared people. God never blesses you beyond the capacity of your organization and your structure. And mm-hmm. so he's not going to take a gallon and pour it into a cup. Why? It's going to waste. And okay. so if God will give you things too soon, you will waste it. Uh, I, I'm sitting inside of a, of, a, of a nice car right now. Well, guess what? I'm not going to take these keys and give it to my 17-year-old daughter. Not ready for it yet. <laughs> not, she's not ready for it yet. Guess yeah. what? There's nothing wrong with the father, and there's nothing wrong with the car. It's just that she's not ready to handle this blessing yet. And so what I have to do is I had to I, yes the other day I told my 17-year-old daughter to drive on the expressway for the first time. Mm-hmm. I had to teach her how to drive. I got to I got to help her with my kids. I got to talk to them about their mentality. I had to tell them the good and the bad about themselves. You know, I had to get them rest So that's what God is doing for us. He's not getting a blessing ready for us. The blessing is already there. Every they make money every day. All the money you want already exists. Everything you want, you want a husband, the husband that you're going to marry already exists. The wife that you want to marry already exists. It already exists. But are you ready for what already exists? And so what God is doing is trying to get you to understand that the only reason you don't have what you want is because there are certain levels of maturity, spirituality, that he's still trying to grow you up to so you can handle what he's going to give you. Because when he gives it to you, he don't want you to spoil it.
2: And I think that is a hard talk because a lot of times, and I may have been guilty of this, where it's like, well, I prayed for this. and Why is this not happening for me? And I did all this. And it's like, I wasn't ready. And I know I
4: wasn't ready.
2: Not ready. Like, it's like, I wasn't ready for any of it. So it's like, you sit and you do the prayers. It's like, where's your work? toward
4: That's baby? right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Most people are not willing to put in the work to get what they're asking for. And so God God he's he's not gonna waste his blessing. He knows the bad thing about it, we can't fool God. <laughs> we can't fool Some him. That so, you
3: think that you really need in your life, it might be God saying, No, not only not a matter of you being ready, but that's not it. I got something else. I got something better,
4: something better. Absolutely. You know, or that person you think
3: you think he fine, but <laughs>
0: yeah. and finally that it so far right it only so goes long, so far can be we all jacked up on
3: the inside you don't want that problem
4: right. absolutely absolutely so you definitely don't wanna you don't want that to you don't want looks to be the end-all be-all yeah. mm-hmm.
2: all right i got one more and then we'll let you go come on minute. with it God told, hashtag Hard talks, God told me that this is a season to make some drastic changes in our lives. Note the next thing he told me, do it overnight. God has given us so much mercy that some of us think we have forever to live any type of way. This won't be for everyone, but for those uh, that are really hungry, for a new life and more of God's blessings, I'm gonna tell you, like He told me, do it overnight. Make the changes now. Wake up free tomorrow.
4: Yeah, so this was this week. <laughs> <gotta> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was in prayer and uh, I was in prayer and uh, just seeking God about my own life, you know, and different things in my, my life. And there were some things that the Holy Spirit told me that this is not negotiable. And there are certain there are certain things in your life, you know how you tell your kids, to do things, do something. Mm-hmm. You know, our parents that I ain't gonna tell you no more. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, <laughs> you know some, certain things, and I think this is a season, where God is trying to move the kingdom of God, into the blessings because Jesus Jesus is coming back, mm-hmm. and so He's trying to expand, and He wants to do some things through you. But you're holding up the movement of the kingdom because you won't move in obedience to what God is telling you to do. And so he showed me uh, Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 19. He who is willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. I said, okay, Lo, you be disobedient, you're going to suffer. Mm. You be obedient, you're going to be blessed. I'm obedient, I'm hungry. <laughs> I want to <laughs> I I I eat the good of the land. He told me, listen. Do it now. This mm-hmm. You don't have time to think this one out. Mm-hmm. This is something that I need you to change now. And I believe that sometimes all of us have times in life where God tells us, all right, enough is enough. Change this now. We're done with this season. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, I just want to change this like that. Do it now. Because the blessing that comes behind the obedience it's gonna be so much better than any pleasure you got from doing whatever you was doing that was disobedient. Yeah. So much better. So that that is a hard talk right there. And because when God said change now, you'd be like, whoa, right, like <laughs> right now, change.
1: Right.
4: It, yeah, like no, this is this is a time for change. I ain't I ain't playing with you about this no more. Don't do that no more. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was that kind of week for me. That it's like, okay, it's time for to move it to another level. And And, you know, God taught, showed me some things that in obedience, I'm going to tell you guys this. He said, when you obey, he said, you're going to tap into your superpowers. I said, my superpowers? He said, I'm going to give you your superpowers once you obey me. I'm -hmm. like, what's superpowers? And he revealed to me later on through another pastor. I was in a conversation. I told him what God told me. I said, what's my superpowers? He said, your superpowers is the favor of God. Yeah, he said everything wow. that you touch is going to be favor on it everything that you want to do he said you think your business is blessed now you think your ministry all this kind of he said that ain't nothing he said when you operate in obedience to God he gives you his favor now watch this I'm going to say this I'll be done God's favor is a result of something you do or something you are and God's favor is his advantages and his assistance. If you want God's assistance and his advantages in your life, on your business, on your marriage with your kids, then you, you have to get you get it through something you do or who you are. And so when he asks you to obey, the obedient kid is always the one that gets the extra blessing. And yeah. so I had to make a decision. I said, that hit me. Now, Shelly, that was a personal one right there. He <laughs> hit me, and I said, just like he told me, I'm going to tell y'all, do it overnight. Wake up tomorrow free. Your whole life can change when you walk in obedience and alignment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think okay. that's an excellent Woo. note to end on.
1: Excellent <laughs> note to end on. Man, that was a good one. Well,
2: we thank you so much for your time. This was such a good conversation. we glad we
1: finally got you. You come right there early. <laughs> I told
4: Shelly, Shelly, just pick the time of the day. I was going to do it. I ain't going to look on the calendar. And I I had, look, I've been supposed to be doing it. But so I got a last minute call that I had to do something. And what I said, well, you know what? I told Shelly, make the time and call. And I'm going to make it happen. I'm not going to hold on. Just tell me when. And I'm going to make it happen. So invitation is always open. We hope
0: you come back. Um, we Absolutely. definitely want to collab with you guys. Your Thursday nights. Um, Absolutely.
4: Tell, tell people more about your Thursday nights. Right, so Thursday nights, you uh, know, we uh, the Lord let me do something different. It's our midweek service. And normally, traditionally, you know, the pastor get up and teach. You know what I mean? But the Lord started showing me that I have so many gifted people that's a part of our ministry. And I'm not the only one with insight and revelation. I'm not the only person who have had experiences. And so it was impromptu, to be honest. I got there on a Thursday. I got ready to teach and some some said, bring the other pastors up. Mm-hmm. I just I just obeyed. I put three I put three other chairs on the stage, gave the mics, and I had told them initially that we we're gonna preach about faith all together but somebody go up. You know I, you know, the church do it. One mm-hmm. preacher go up and do seven minutes. Another preacher come up and do seven mm-hmm. minutes. Somebody else goes up. I said, no, nah, let's do it all. The, let's sit down. Let's make it different. Mm-hmm. Let's be calm. Let's just be in a conversation. Throw your arm up. And let's just talk just like we would be talking if we was at the crib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's give so Thursday night is uh, uh, more of a real real conversations Mm -hmm. and it's the experience and the stories uh, of men and women of god that have been through the tough times and they are able to help people with their revelations and also with their experiences so it's it's been dynamic you can ask questions it's interactive you can ask questions we're live on facebook and um it's just an amazing time. We have food there. So it's, it's all about fellowship and it's about, that's, we talk about change. This is something that, you know, you have to change. You can't be married to a sister. I would love to get up there and do my love preaching to the teacher, but it's not all about me.
0: Sometimes
4: when you know, he, stand up, and I'm like, huh? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just don't put the podium in front of you. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to sit there because, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I, I got to get up. I got to, I got to. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's a man. I feel so good about it. Um, you know, I love, I, I'm, I love to see powerful women. Yeah. I, I love what you ladies are doing, because uh, so we always try to have a woman uh, perspective Rip up that. there. <laughs> always try to have a, a woman's perspective because it's men. We don't know everything you guys feel and everything yeah. that you mm-hmm. go through, and and that helps us. When I'm sitting there listening to you women talking, I'm listening to the women we put on the panel. I'm like. Oh I I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps me understand. So it's me who are watching and you it helps us understand why you guys are the way you are why you say things Why you do things so we like to have a woman's perspective on stage at all times and i really feel like uh this is going to be a really really big thing
0: i think one uh, of the, the things day. that you guys are doing that i absolutely love i think you're giving people another look at how to view the church you know, yeah I mean, and you and, and and similar to the story that you told about old country buffet and even the cheesecake guy I, I think you're giving people another way to say this. This is this is the this is the path. Like if you invite Christ into your yeah. life, this this is this is great. This is great for you. But it even kind of looks like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys yeah. are young. You're yeah. African American. You know, it just it it feels really good to see people that look like you doing what you guys are doing. So you're mm-hmm. doing absolutely amazing.
4: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you that,
2: so much. It's the, very much needed. It's like you know. I think. Growing up, you have an idea of, of, you know, what church is. I went to Second Baptist my whole
1: life, so
2: you know how that church was. So um, you have an idea of what church is. So seeing something like this (coughs) fresh, this new, it's it's inviting when everyone's sitting down in the panel and just talking and you still getting the word,
3: you know, in a different way. Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, just, just
2: a format change, but mm-hmm. not a change in the overarching message. So exactly. Yeah. Now now give our
4: people the address. <laughs> I saw Kingdom Citizens International Ministries on the West Side of Chicago, because the West Side is the best side. <laughs> 325 South on California. Um make your way there. We have service at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. Uh meet us there. And uh, we'll be so happy uh, that you made it.
2: And then after church, you could go where?
4: You go to Ruby Soul Pool. All right. (laughs) You can go get you some soul food. Uh, We have numerous locations throughout. If you're looking for more dining, uh, 183.48. uh, south Pulaski. We actually got two locations on Pulaski. We have one on the west side, 3944 West Chicago Avenue, Uh Riverdale location 201 West 144, 11028 South on Halstead. We also have a location in the River Oaks Mall as well. So find one of these locations and um sit down and get you to some good old soul food. Short ribs, tender enough for a baby to eat. Move the Fort Me. Move with it just like that. <laughs> Fried chicken, some other pork chop, some other chopped steaks, turkey wings, and dressing. Greens, collard greens, and mustard and turn And yeah. <laughs> hey, what, <you> <laughs> what you got new there? Huh?
2: Breakfast? breakfast as well?
4: And we do have breakfast at our Riverdale location, 201 West 144. So if you love shrimp and grits, chicken and waffles, mm-hmm. salmon, croquettes, rice, well, look, Allego <laughs> syrup. You want to find your way <laughs> over <laughs> to the Riverdale? Yeah, we're gonna be bringing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, events to the Riverdale location. Live bands and uh, football season is here, and the Bears will be playing tomorrow. And I solicit your prayers because yeah. I'm a diehard yeah. Bears fan, and we got to take those 49ers down tomorrow. <laughs> we're gonna take the videos. <laughs> Yeah. Right
0: before, I'm so happy we
4: got you. So like football season has started, right? The football pre- season, yeah.
0: Pre- season uh-huh. started. Yeah. No, no.
4: Yeah. You had a good time. Yeah. No, the season starts tomorrow. I mean, actually, yeah. the football season started Thursday, and you know, I was on that panel like.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 uh,
4: and, and so, you know, for all the men who watch, look, if you come to Kingdom Citizens, hey, we're out by 9.30, so you still got home to get, get something to eat and make it home for football on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I
2: heard that. Well, thank you so much, Lawrence, Pastor Lowe. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys, you. for having
4: me. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm honored. Sure. It's the easy. first of many conversations.
3: That's right.
0: Yeah, we wanna yeah, <laughs> bring you back. We wanna dive into these Please do.
1: stuff. And we
4: wanna ask you about
0: the hills too. Oh I yeah,
4: why <laughs> <talk about laughs> you <feet laughs> on her? Oh, I wanna talk about the hills, believe okay. me. I, I wanna talk about them.
0: Okay, <laughs> we'll have that. <laughs> All right, sir. Have a good Thank day. you. Thank All right, y'all have a good okay, one. Nice. Really don't leave. We'll just edit this out. Um okay. we'll, we'll we'll I'll edit this part out. But um, we need your prayer today. So today, sure. um, after later this afternoon, we're gonna be going to Northbrook
1: Mall. Okay, um, we're
0: going to visit a location there. Um sure. possibly be there, maybe. But we mm-hmm. want to see what it looks like.
3: Sure, um,
0: and what you guys
3: and what terms they're trying to offer, you know, mm-hmm. and just vet it out and see if that's the direction we want to go. We have, you know. We got options out here, so we, can't, you know, sure. we don't want to uh, just sure. make the wrong move. So we're looking into a few different things. Um, sure. There's the Aurora Corridor mm-hmm. um, that has a business development opportunity. There's the Northbrook, which is a part of the grant that we got. Um, sure. Also looked into a couple community kitchens um, where we could, you know, kind of do a ghost kitchen type thing, like we were saying with you, which we still sure. like to check that out with you as well. So we just, you know, I think um, we're trying to make sure that we are strategic in the next move that we make um, and that it's profitable and, you know, that it makes sense.
4: Um, so, yeah. yeah. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's pray. Come on. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, how we thank you. We honor you. We praise you for who you are. Lord, we give you all of the glory, all of the honor. And Father, your word told us that if we acknowledge you in all our ways, you'll direct our paths. So, Father, I ask you, oh God, now, God, as we come to you, oh God, that you would direct the path of these three women, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you would give them insight, revelation what deals to take, what deals to turn down, oh God. Oh God, your will is what's best for us, oh God. Father, I pray for them. I pray that you will be a lamp unto their feet, a light unto their pathway. I pray, oh God, that you will give them understanding in all things, oh God. But this is an amazing opportunity, oh God. And the kingdom of God is all about expansion and growth. And so Father, I pray that you allow the blessing of Abraham to be upon them. For your word said that you bless Abraham to be a blessing to others. And Father, I pray that you will bless them so that they'll be able to bless others. So open up doors for them, O God. Open up doors. Give people to them, O God. And then, Father, I pray that your favor would be upon them, O God, your assistance and your advantages, O God. I pray, O God, that they will have things happen for them, and I pray that you give them free things, O God. I pray, O God, that seeds that they have sown down through their life will come back as a harvest of free things, O God. Free months rent, O God. O God, I I pray, O God, that you would do For them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And even as they go today, oh God, let them be led by their spirits, oh God. Oh God, that you talk to them where they'll know this is it or this ain't it.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for
4: that. Yes, 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 yes. Anytime yes. and always. Yes.
0: Thank you. We're trying to make make big things happen here, and it feels so good to finally be at this step. I think the first time we talked to you, the podcast wasn't even up. We didn't have a lot of these <laughs> things happening. So just know we're we're you know always working. Yes,
4: yeah. we're working. So, I'm proud of y'all. Keep up the good work.
3: Thank, thank, you.
0: thank you. Enjoy all right. your day. Uh, yes. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was
2: a great combo. It was. <laughs> so we definitely enjoyed our Pastor Lawrence joining us. I'm uh, so glad you guys could join us
0: wow.
2: on, on another episode, episode 17, mm-hmm. episode
0: 17. Yeah. Yes,
2: and so lots of fun, and we're gonna leave you guys with the author of the book. Don't forget, yes, September 29th, journey to forgiveness. Have it here, I have it here. Okay. <laughs> Tanya's journey to forgiveness, okay. forgiveness, Tanya but Tanya's <laughs> journey of forgiveness. She's Sorry. I'm her <laughs> <time. She's laughs> Um, Tanya's Journey of Forgiveness. The author is Jacqueline Stewart, yes. anywhere you can buy books. Um, and we have this outro here for you from the author. She'll be with us live on the 29th. You guys could uh check it, um, check in. Comment on the book because I'm sure you've been there by then. Yes, um, ask
0: her questions. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so we can make sure we get all of the questions answered. <laughs> yeah, and, um, be involved because we want you guys to be just as much of of the podcast as we are sitting here.
1: So yeah, you are. It.
2: You are brewing. brewing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, check this out, y'all, and talk
1: to y'all later. Keep it brewing.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm writer, Jacqueline Stewart, and I'm super excited to be right here on What's Brewing Sis podcast. I first, wanna thank you ladies so much for taking the time to read my book, and not just that, but for sharing the story of Tanya's journey of forgiveness with your community. This is a story that encompasses losing love, healing, forgiveness, self-discovery, friendship, and finding love again. I want you to take time to read it
2: and then join me right back here on September 29